Bike to Work Day is coming up on Wednesday, June 28th. Join the fun and find out about free breakfast stations around the city. And now, get ready for another episode of your favorite podcast. I'm Jen Schrader, and this is Behind the Springs, conversations with the people working for you in Colorado Springs, Olympic City, USA. Hey, everybody. We're taking the show on the road today. We're in a new location. And it is Mayor Yemi's office. Mayor, thanks for being with me, and thanks for having us in your space. I appreciate it. Um, thank you for coming to my office. I I realize that not a lot of people know where the mayor's office is and what even happens at the mayor's office. I've never been here, so right. I thought we'd keep this intimate. You come here, and as I deliver my my promise to the community around every two weeks, I want to report out um, some of the items we're working on and let have them learn about city admin through um, a new mayor's perspective. So your door is open My literally doors, and figuratively. Bingo. Correct? Always. Always. Okay. Yeah. And I should say that um, I, I figure this is actually a good place to start is that um, while my door is always open and accessible, it's important for me as mayor to actually go to where people are. So even as you guys are here, I actually spend most of my time meeting with my team members at their offices, meeting with their people at their space, meeting with community members at their spaces. That's that's how, I, that's my uh, philosophy of good governance. That's your preference to that's do things preference. that way. And yeah, it shows uh, there's a humility to it. Instead of coming to the ivory tower, let's go to your places and let's, let's learn um, through your eyes. Let me see and have a deeper appreciation of the work that they do and the people that help do that work. That's great. And so let's talk about your office. Some people are watching, some people are listening. So we have to describe a little bit, but you have a, what do you have on your desk? You have a mug here I that do. we talked about before <laughs> we started that says number 42. So you're the 42nd mayor. The 42nd Is that why? The yeah, number so I, have, I have number 42 and uh, one of my um, department heads actually got that for me, which is uh, it's a nod to um, Robinson, number 42, the, the famous um, baseball player. And I... He got it to me as a, just as a congratulation, as, as a gift. And then I heard 42 uh, was also a special number this week, right? Yes, because we 42, had. We, um, thank you for mentioning that. Two days ago, I got to do my first um, swearing in of uh, 42 new police officers. And I, I choked up during my remarks. And um, it's what's special, Jen, about this was two, two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago, I just took my own oath of office and I got to administer the same oath of office to 42 new brave and courageous women and men. Yeah, we had women and minorities who are also graduating. Um, a very a, diverse class. Yeah, a very diverse class. And I was really proud of them. And you could just see the family members beaming with pride. Um, it was such a special, special occasion. Was it unexpected how emotional you got? It was un unexpected. Caught me off guard. Yes. I think I was so um, in a time where... Um, the world of policing is more complex and the answers are not easy. Um, I think I was just so, and I'm getting emotional again, um, so humbled and blown away with this women, women and men who are fully aware of what they're signing up for. And they want to keep our community safe. That's why they're um, signing up for this job. I don't know how many people um, sign up for a job like you and me and saying that, yeah, we, we know that we're putting ourselves in, in dangerous harm. Um, I was just so inspired. 
Yes. Yeah, I was so it, inspired. It makes hey. you feel a deep sense of gratitude oh my for what they're about to do. Exactly. So we have 42 new police officers, and that's police, exciting. Uh, yep, yeah, uh, 42nd mayor, thank you. Okay, number 42 is a good number for you so far. Lucky number. Lucky number. We should say. <laughs> and I've been calling you Mayor Yemi, and I wanted to tell our audience members that is your preference, not you know, not me being disrespectful yeah. or anything. We typically say, you know, President Biden right. or um, we use the last name often. Right. Why did you want Yemi instead? Why do you prefer that? That's a great question. I get asked this question quite a bit. I'm actually just coming from uh, an interview with North Magazine and uh, I'm honored they will be telling my story. But the first question was, Yemi, Mayor Yemi or Mayor Mobilati? Uh, my answer was, well, first of all, I'm not going to get away with Yemi, which is what I've asked for. Uh, people said, no, you're mayor. We have to call you Yemi. But my preference is Mayor Yemi. That's who people have known me most at. In this city, it's Yemi. When I, when I became a candidate, it was Yemi for mayor. So uh, Mayor Yemi just seems very uh, right and appropriate. There's not a whole lot of Yemis mm-hmm. in this um, community besides my admin, my executive assistant. Her name is Yemi Sanchez. So fun fact. Call, so yeah, It's a fun fact. We just call her Sanchez. <laughs> so Mayor Yemi would be my preference. Okay. Actually, I have a funny story related to my name. Okay. So um, my doctor is dentist. They all know me with my first name, Blessing. Okay. Because that's which my, is your which given is my, name. My given name. Okay. So Blessing Adeyemi Mobilade. So Adeyemi, Yemi is a short of my middle name. Okay. So that's what I've always gone by. Okay. Uh, very few people call me Blessing. But because people see my given name, so when I call, hi, Blessing, when I go in, hi, Blessing. So my ENT, Doc, and his team were so excited about me running for mayor. And um, uh, so I went there for my, every six months I have my visit, I went there and they wanted, they wanted an update. Have you announced yet? Yes, I've announced. I actually walked in with buttons and stickers and I handed it to them, you know, so that they could have, and they looked at me with great confusion. Who is Yemi? He said, who is Yemi? <laughs> I just started laughing. I was like, okay, I have to explain to you. You're going to have to start calling me Yemi. That yes. n- yeah, 99% of this city calls me Yemi. That's my name also. Yes. But you guys know me as Blessing. Do your, does your family call you Blessing? My No, my parents also call me Yemi. Okay. Um, my, my daughter at home, my middle child, calls me Mayor now. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's something new. Yeah, wow. She, she doesn't call me dad anymore. She was <laughs> my mayor. She's owned it. Oh, that's for, says, that's my, pretty says, sweet. My mayor, my six-year-old calls me mayor. Mm-hmm. So, well, she gets to call you that. It's she gets okay. to call me, not mayor, yummy, my mayor. <laughs> <laughs> that's cute. Yeah. So let's talk about what you've been doing. Uh, it's about two and a half weeks. It's been two and a half weeks. You've been in office. Yeah. Yes. We did one of these, um, I think at the end of my first week. Yes. Friday, uh, got sworn in June 6th, and we did the first one um, on that first Friday. And two weeks later, here we are. It's been busy. I know. It's been busy. I, I believe it was um, Vanessa, who's head of my communications, um, mentioned that, Yemi, um, you've been in office for 14 days. At the time, it was 14 days. And you've already delivered 14 speeches. Wow, one a day. Or it, sometimes more than one. Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. Three yesterday. And um, Jen, it's it's re- truly is an unbelievable opportunity and tremendous responsibility to be in a position where people feel like you're important to their cause and you get to help give voice and help put a stamp of approval of the many incredible quality of life activities 
that are happening in this community. I'll tell you one of my favorite ones yesterday is addressing um, a group of high schoolers and middle schoolers who had gone through this um, law enforcement program, but that's put together by 25 school districts and school um, police resource officers. Uh, it was a kind of a fun tension between all the districts and to be able to address these kids, the next generation of not just law enforcement officers, but leaders. And some of these kids told me after my talk that this was the best program they've ever done. They learned about leadership, they learned about safety, they learned about caring for others. But this is one aspect of my job. I get to um, see and visit and speak to our residents and encourage um, many of the incredible things that they're doing. That's awesome. And I know you made a big um, announcement this week I did. about the structure right. of the city, which right. a lot of residents listening may say, eh, how does that impact, does me, that impact me, the structure yeah. of the city? So what's the answer to that? Why are these changes important in terms of the services that we deliver? Right. Uh, thank you for asking that question. I made two significant changes um, among some of the more smaller ones, but the most significant changes are I um, In the campaign, I talked about housing being an emphasis for me and being a focus area and my desire to um, appoint a chief housing officer for the purposes of having a direct line to the mayor's office to help elevate this critical need in our community, as well as ensuring that this person is able to organize all the activities, both internal and external, to ensure that we are helping to accelerate housing development and to work on with the public and uh, all private partners. And Steve Posey, who has been doing this role in the area of housing and homelessness under the banner of community development and under the banner of planning development, what I did was promote him and empower him to have that role. It's a role he's been serving in, and now we can focus on it even greater. And that will be its own department. It will be its, its own, own, its own okay. department. And so same team, same team, uh, but more elevated so I want the residents to know when I said I was going to focus on housing, um, I meant it because it's a, it's an area of opportunity for my kids, your kids, our grandkids, and also in terms of being able to attract people to be able to work in this community. We have high, we have high paying jobs that are coming, but still, it's still very expensive to live here. So I want to mention that these homes that I'm also talking about are attainable homes, a workforce home. We just need more of that. And home ownership is just an essential part of the American dream. And his, his, that will be his primary That focus. will be his primary, uh, primary responsibility and helping to ensure that we are addressing the homeless issues, the homeless crisis. Because um, it's, it's all intent, connected. It's all connected. Yeah, right. And uh, it's my intent to ensure that we are cleaning the camps and at the same time we are um, providing a pathway for our residents' experience in homelessness to find life and opportunity and then mental health will continue to be an emphasis. And my wife, Abby, the first lady, has already begun to do some work uh, in the community trying to connect with many of the mental health providers. Oh, excellent. excellent. And I should say the other role um, is um, a deputy chief of staff over all of infrastructure and development. Okay. Enough said. Yes. We already have a deputy chief That's of staff. That's another priority. Yes, it's another okay. priority. Bingo. It's another priority. We... Um, I heard from the residents, development, 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 a lot of concerns. Um, how do we approach development from an unbiased, um, objective government perspective? And Travis Easton, who was who has served as my um, director of public works, well-respected within city admin and um, externally, I have elevated into that role. So all the, the all the divisions and departments that are involved in development and infrastructure are now under 
one banner for greater communication and to ensure that um, we are talking amongst ourselves so that we can deliver um, the quality services that our residents need. And so you're really hitting on those big housing and homelessness was one, infrastructure and development. And then, um, you know, almost like a third is that public safety piece. And it seems like that's been a focus for you just just by the events happening right now, which Absolutely. is that PD graduation, PD 42 graduation. new, pl- and then you've got an F uh, fire, fire department, department graduation graduation. next week. And um, we still have a ways to go with um, police department. We are still short. Staffing. About, yeah. Okay. Staffing wise, we are still short about another 80 plus officers. I, I fully intend to lean into recruitment and retention. We did have a big um, attrition year before I stepped into um, last year, before I stepped into office, and about half of those were reti- retirement. Mm-hmm. And many of them have served um, for many years. I'm meeting officers that have served for 20-plus years, and they're retiring. And it's an opportunity to we get to help recruit the next generation of officers, to include women and minorities also, and to join the force. Okay. And so how about in terms of fire department? Fire how department. are we looking fire for staffing? Is, um, fairly, we're almost at capacity. Okay. We're almost at capacity, and so I'm not as worried there. Um, there is a department under the fire department that I'm, um, I have um, an equal amount of interest in. Okay. It's called the Community and Public Health Division. Yes. It's a division in the fire department. As many of our listeners should know, uh, we call it fire department, but about 80 to 90% of the calls they get are medical. So we've shifted from the days where fire were um, only fighting fires, only fighting right. fires, right? And with the uh, improved build, building codes, and we're just safer as in, in terms of how we design and build things. So it's not as much of an issue. But most of the calls that they get, um, it's medical, but also now it's behavioral health. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about homelessness, a big cause of homelessness is mental illness. Um, mental health is just needed these days. And so out of the fire department, this division is um, being innovative and creative in the way we respond to some of the 911 calls because not all of them are necessary medical. So sometimes we send a behavioral health specialist to some of those calls and it helps save us money. It does. And, our, and we've ta- had some hard, of- hard, you know, hard paying tax dollars. Yes. It's exactly what we want to do. We want to save those money and we want to be um, good stewards and fiscally conservative. And, um, and so I'm happy to report that we don't have to send a fire truck every time in the engine for every single call. And we we've had um, Deputy Chief McConnell log on speaking about that and also that whole team that does that. And they've told me they've had a lot of communities across the country ask them, yeah. how are you doing this? What do you do? Because it's got, a model that works. We, it's a model that works and we got an award for it. Yes, yeah, we just were, a big award recently. We were recognized yes. in Washington, D.C. It was a big award. Um, the governor was here to help recognize that award um, last week. So I'm really proud of them. So, Jen, the, the biggest thing um, our listeners and viewers need to hear from me is I am aware of the changing dynamics around public safety. It's evolving. The public safety realities of the last decade, it's a little bit different today. So I have my eye on that division. And I want to ensure that we are uh, retooling, retraining, and we are re-equipping ourselves to deal with the public safety realities today, which includes a big part of his behavioral mental health. Even with PD, with the police department, as we talk about de-escalation and many of our law enforcement officers are 
are wanting new tools to be able to de-escalate situations. And the ICAP program is all about communicating and how do we leverage the world of communicating to help de-escalate um, situations. Right, where they feel equipped and... Exactly. And, yeah, they can stay safer. Hopefully. Exactly, right. exactly. Right. Yeah. Okay, so what else do we want to talk about that's coming up? I do want to end on a positive note just summer-wise. Uh, we have the Pikes Peak Hill Climb coming up this yes. weekend. We have Fourth of July coming up. Yes, I mean, this is do. a fun time to be here. It, you it know, whether you're is. visiting or you live here, you've got family coming. It's just a really, summer is just one summers of my favorites. Yeah, summers yeah. in Colorado Springs are a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we, our office is in the downtown area, so we experience it. And I just want to encourage um, residents that don't live close to downtown to take advantage of it. The, the don't be afraid. You will find parking. You will don't find be afraid. <laughs> yes. People get a little nervous about the parking and the crowds. And there's sometimes, there's sometimes you can park two to three blocks away and find free parking. And you can walk. <laughs> yeah. And the city garage. Yep. Actually, uh, is it's, really it's, reasonable. It's very reasonable. It's actually fairly cheap. Yes. Um, so, yeah, we have the, the hill climb coming. I spoke to the group yesterday. Uh, it's the oldest event in our city's history that was birthed, I think, in 1916 by the philanthropist Spencer Penrose, who's who's one of the um, as one of the founders of our city. Yes. And um, we have it's a global event. Riders from around the world and come to um, to see the and experience the the number one most visited mountain in the United States awesome. and the number two in the world. Awesome. So yeah, we have Fourth of July coming up, um, and a number of other events as well. So I encourage people to um, take advantage of it, and I hope to see you there. Soak in the summer. Yes, you Soak will be at summer. a lot of these events. We had so. the Western Street breakfast. That was fun. I got to wear my cowboy hat, and um, and you, I loved, you were flipping pancakes did, out there. I did yeah. flip pancakes. How'd that go? <laughs> I did meet many of our um, military uh, members. That was truly. It's always exciting. And for people who don't know, the Western Street Breakfast kicks off the local rodeo scene here in Colorado Springs. But not only that, it raises money for military members and their families. And that's critical. Yes. And it kicks off the whole, um, the the Pikes Peak or Bust rodeo event. I hope to see you there as well. And uh, just a little, um, little factual something about me that people should know is I, I love horses. Oh, do you? Okay. I, do. I love horses. I love riding horses. I love caring for horses. So next year's... Um, they're going to get you on a horse. They're going to get me on a horse yes! next year. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll soak up the summer. Soak That's up the, the summer. last message of the day. And we'll be back again in a couple weeks. Yes, if, we'll be back again. If you again. don't mind. And uh, if I can just end on one more thing, I look forward to reporting out to the community on a regular basis. If you have ideas on how you would like to receive this information, please feel free to reach out. Okay. Uh, yeah, because we want to be able to also reach you and communicate to you in the way that you would like to hear. That's wonderful. Yeah. Yes, talk to us. Um, you can let us know on social media, message us, whatever works. Um, if you're not following Mayor Yemi, his social media account is at Mayor of COS on Facebook and Twitter. And we really appreciate your time. Thank you. We appreciate our listeners. Thank you. And thank you to the residents of Colorado Springs for your time as well. All right. Have a good day, everybody. We'll be back soon. <laughs> <laughs>